You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe on this lovely Thursday morning. It puts you in a better mood, Jake, when you're driving in and the sun's coming up and you know it's going to be a glorious, beautiful day. No rain? Uh, Somewhat. Oh. Somewhat. Yeah. It's Listen, this week has been crazy as far as sports events. Like, my head's spinning. Mm. So much has happened. But uh, I think we've, we've uh, got a good handle on it and uh, we're ready to talk about it. Plenty to discuss over the next two hours. You can join the conversation on the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line. That number is 888-993-7762. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. As Jake mentioned, a lot of different things going on, a lot of different sports, and, of course, a lot of major events with the championships on the line. I think that's where we need to start with uh, college basketball and, of course, our area teams. Are they still in the hunt for titles? We gave you the statistics uh, at the beginning of the week. Uh, Ken Palm had them. Uh, chances of Louisiana Tech and, of course, ULM winning a title and advancing the big dance. Basically, slim to none, according to <laughs> Ken Palm. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think Tech was like 1.4. Yeah. And uh, ULM, of course, was 0.9. Can't forget that. We'll go back and look at uh, the odds for them moving past the first round because both advanced last night. Uh, ULM was playing at 7.30, followed up by the Duncan Dogs over in Frisco. Let's start with uh, ULM. It was a uh, game that we talked about extensively with Keith Richard, the fact they're going to have to do the quick turnaround from playing Arkansas State on Saturday, a loss to the Red Wolves, and the fact that they had not beat them this year. And then ULM comes out, and they take care of business, and they do it in convincing fashion. They came out, and they shot it well. I mean, that was a thing. We, we've seen how many performances the past couple of weeks where ULM's come out and just hadn't been able to hit anything. That was not the case last night. ULM uh, hit, I, be, I believe, 50% of its shots last night. Do you have and, the box score there in front of you? Uh, yes. How many three-pointers did they hit? Because ultimately that's what – They hit like, seven of 19. Oh. They finished with uh, 58%. In the first half, they shot 50%, straight up 50% in the game. Uh, but the thing was, is ULM closed the half on a 14 to 5 run and then started the second half on fire. And so they, they climbed to a 30 point lead at one point. I mean, they were just dominant in this game. Uh, the one thing, and it seems simple, and Keith Richard said it numerous times last week and this week to us uh, the fact they shoot well, they got a great chance. And then if you look at the Three-point shooting. If they get into double digits, 11, 12, uh, ULM can play with pretty much anybody in this league, including the Cajuns. But for them to do it in such dominant fashion, only make seven three-pointers, says a lot about their effort. They get a little chippy there in the second half. Uh, Sam McDaniel and another player from Arkansas State got into it. I was a little concerned because uh, there was some pushing and shoving. And, of course, uh, McDaniel got – the official got in between them. McDaniel had a little bit of contact with the officials. But what I'm told from the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White, McDaniel received a tech, but they should be fine. Yeah, that's good. You don't want to lose him tonight for sure. 
We'll hear from uh, Keith Richard later in the show on this big win for ULM. They now move forward. They will take on a very good Georgia Southern squad coming up tonight at 730. Of course, you may remember the Warhawks going on the road. That was pretty much uh, the start of a great run when they went and beat Georgia State and Georgia Southern on that road trip uh, that weekend yeah. uh, a few weeks ago. So ULM still in the hunt for a title. They're marching on. The same could be said for Louisiana Tech last night as they pick up a hard-fought victory, 68-62 to over North Texas. Yeah, and I'm glad you said hard-fought because that was the thing. Entering this game, they needed to, to be gritty. They needed to get those rebounds. They needed to dominate those boards, and I thought they did well in those phases, and that's what helped them you know, carry that lead all the way through the game and end up pulling it out 68-62. Uh, to 62. And Jacoby Boykins led the team with 21 points in that win last night. Kay McGuire, sports information out at Louisiana Tech. He is at the Big Star Frisco. He will join us at 8.30 for a recap of the Duncan Dogs' six-point victory in the first round. Like I said, they'll play Old Dominion at 8.30 tonight. LSU hits the court today at what time, Drake? 6 p.m. Against who? Mississippi State. Uh, and the bad thing is, uh, Tremont Waters they had broke his nose Monday, which is kind of shocking. They kept that um, on the down low until he had to go out there and shoot around yesterday. And all of a sudden, Tremont Waters is wearing a, a mask. So, uh, yeah, he, he broke his nose, but it doesn't seem to have limited him. Uh, we'll see if they can beat Mississippi State for the second game in a row. Postseason basketball continues in the high school ranks. We had two teams in action uh, yesterday. We start in uh, 3A, the highly anticipated showdown between Madison Prep and Wasman. Remember last year, Jake, in the state championship game and the issues that Wasman had shooting, shooting from the field? Yeah, same thing, man. Coach Casey Jones called it the worst shooting performance of the year for Wasman. It had to happen against Peabody in the state championship game. Well, that was a bad shooting performance last year. In this semifinal game, I don't think it gets any worse than what they did in the first quarter. 0 for 18. Ooh, repeat they, that. 0 for 18. They didn't convert a field goal in the whole first quarter. And so Madison Prep dug raced, themselves a 19-3 yeah. hole in the first quarter. Raced out to a 19-3 lead. And for the most part, Aaron, I thought they let the, the officials were letting them play, especially early, and Madison Prep's physicality, more specifically – Josh LeBlanc, me and uh, Tabor were actually watching it, messaging each other about it. That guy was a freak, man. He ended up with 17 points and 11 rebounds. He's Wasman, going to Georgetown. Yeah, uh, Wasman just did not have an answer for him. He was so physical. And, uh, I, you know, watching the game, I, I felt bad for Wasman uh, as, as they lost and were eliminated. But I was also sitting here thinking, like, Man, I feel like as a fan, we were robbed to not be able to see Madison Prep and Ravel again mm. in a championship setting. Mm. Because I think both teams, after really watching Madison Prep yesterday, I think both teams have an argument for, for best in the state. I think they're easily both top five. I mean, they were Madison Prep was that impressive yesterday. Mm. 62-47 victory. The Wildcats, you're not going to win many games when you have 24 turnovers in a contest. And then you are 16 of 54 yeah. from the field. It's tough. One of 12 from three-point land. You don't want to call out any certain players, but we watched Jalen Natt and what he did last week at home versus Carroll. He was on fire. He had a rough day from the field. In fact, uh, he was 0 for 6 from the field. He was one of several different players that struggled in that environment yesterday. Yeah, it was just tough. It really did remind me of last year. I don't know what it is about – 
that setting, but you know, you see it year in and year out. One team will just have an awful shooting performance, and unfortunately, Wasman's had that happen twice now. You look at Madison Prep and what they've done this year and what they're trying to accomplish. They're trying to win four state championships in three classifications in a short period of time. It's crazy. Uh, they won back-to-back state championships in 2A. Uh, this run started with a title in Class B back in 2013. They also own a state championship in Class 1A. Now they're trying to get one yeah. in 3A. Uh, probably one of the better matchups now will feature oh, yeah. Peabody versus Madison Prep for a title. Uh, Peabody uh, had no problems with Sophie B. Wright, and that is a very good ball team. Yeah, I mean, look, we've, we've preached all year long that 3A was going to be the toughest road to get to a championship game. And now you got Madison Prep and Peabody squaring off. That's going to be, like you said, one of the best championship games you'll see all weekend. But give credit to Wasman. Uh, not many expected much out of this team or expected them to go on this kind of run this year to make to the semifinals. The number of players they lost off last year's team, and for them to go through that district with an unbeaten yeah. record and make it all the way to the semifinals just a bad shooting night for the cats in the semifinals yeah it happens but uh yeah still an amazing year for wasman to get their three straight years in a row what a testament to the, to those kids tommy points out of course that uh, madison prep and peabody neither have a school zone that is correct <laughs> um also i want to point out uh simsboro showed out yesterday um, I, I got to watch a little bit of that game as well. I watched the first quarter. They raced out to a big lead, and then uh, Hicks kind of came back a little bit in the second quarter. And then the third quarter was, was 28-21. Simsboro was uh, leading, half, and yeah. then uh, third quarter, whole different story. <laughs> third quarter was a merciless uh, beatdown by Simsboro. They were just so much more athletic. It was incredible, and they forced uh, 23 turnovers and just on the boards. They look like a really good team, and, and actually caught a little bit of the Zawali game too. Look, I like I like Simsboro to, to, to close this out with the championship. I think, you know, after watching Zawali, I wasn't extremely impressed, and after watching Simsboro yesterday, I was like, yeah, it looks like Simsboro's title. Jake texts me, says Pickin may pull this out, and I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> well, they had chance after chance, and. That's the thing. Zawali couldn't – I mean, they did close it out, but it was just like, man, this should have been over a long time ago. And so watching that, I wasn't very impressed. And just the way that Simsboro plays, I think Simsboro will be just fine. Going after that first state title since 1975, Simsboro wins 78-41. to Like uh, Jake said, they will now score off against Zawali. Tabes, you got to be fired up. They took care of business in the semis yesterday. Quite impressed, especially with the third quarter. But, you know, Rick Flair said it best. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And <laughs> last 30 years, of Wally's been the man, so. Yeah. Four players in double figures for Sims Burrow. So there's a little bit of a, your high school recap. We look forward to today. You got a Red River squaring off against Ravel. And then uh, tonight should be a good one in 5A, uh, Landry Walker versus Washington. Yeah. And then you look farther down the road, teams that already punched their tickets for a state championship game. Uh, you got Summerfield scoring off against Simpson, Delhi versus North Central, and of course, as we mentioned, uh, Simsboro will get a shot at Zawali. I made a trip down to Delhi uh, yesterday. The Bears extremely fired up. They have not won a title ever, and they haven't been to a championship game since the 70s. 
And, of course, they're trying to follow what the girls have already accomplished, yeah. winning a state championship. So it'd be pretty exciting if the boys and girls can both win titles this year. For That's always fun. That's always a fun story. The biggest news that we thought or caught our eye yesterday, just a scathing letter coming from uh, the <laughs> LHSA directed at media members. Oh, do you have it pulled up? I do not. I oh, think you should save that man. later in the show. We should read that for our part in show. Who knew there would be so much controversy with credentials? Good God. And I read that, and I was just like, whoa, you're taking your job a little <laughs> bit too seriously there. A little bit too seriously. So, obviously, uh, a couple media members uh, did not fill out the credential uh paperwork correctly or did not fill it in at all just figured they could show up down at the state championships and could get their way in well that's not the case not the case laying down the law this year there's well, a new sheriff in town we may need to read a little bit of that uh, letter because uh it's good yeah it, i got i got a laugh out of it how does that usually turn out though and not well no <laughs> It doesn't embody professionalism, I'll tell you that. And when you're Well, she called out the media saying it wasn't professional, certain media well, members. Yeah, well, well you got to learn how to deal with people. Eddie Bonine to the rescue, though. She went to her head boss, the head honcho, and he said, we'll extend the deadline, I think, for another day to get your request in for the title game. Oh. Not that anybody cares about what's going on behind right. the scenes with it's the media and the LHS. When we read the letter, you'll, you'll appreciate it. <laughs> uh, what else? College baseball last night. All right, so we set the number at for ULM and Louisiana Tech, because this is a part of the storyline, how many people would make it out to Warhawk Field? What did you say? Uh, 14? I, I think Tabor said uh, 1,500. Okay. And I think you didn't wait. I didn't, I didn't give a number, but I said it was going to be – I was optimistic about it. I said it would be a good turnout. Anytime I pull in, and, of course, there's uh, cars parked at Malone Stadium – I know they did well, yeah. and that was the case last night. I walked in. I was very, very impressed. Got there about a 7.05, 7.10. I looked around, went out on the field, got a couple of wide shots. Uh, the reported number, and there was a number that came down. That was a stunning upset <laughs> in its own right. Yeah. We should gamble on this. Go ahead. 2,091. And I actually think that was extremely accurate. I almost thought it might have been a little low. Really? That's impressive. I'm I'm glad to see that because here you had two two teams that were off to great starts squaring off. You know, it's two backyard teams, two teams that know each other. So I was I was glad to see that. Two fan bases that uh, know each other. And actually, Quint weighs in and says, "So much for a rivalry." Tech dominated ULM as usual. Ooh. Also, ULM can thank Tech for doubling their attendance and gate a regional rival. And NSU only had attendance of less than 1,100. Tech almost had 2,100. Giving all the props to Tech. Louisiana Tech wins 7 to nothing. The crowd is a part of the storyline. The other part of it, what David Leal continues to do on the mound in these midweek games. Holy smokes. Dynamite. All right, you ready to see? Here his numbers from last night. Oh, goodness. What is uh, it? He goes eight innings, gives mm -hmm. up uh, four hits, eight Ks. Now for the year. He has pitched uh, 21 and two-thirds innings, has given up just one earned run. He has 26 Ks and just two walks in those 21 and two-thirds innings for David Leo. Mm. He had uh, ULM batters baffled last night. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, a shutout victory. Do you have the, the updated starting pitcher numbers? Yes. Because those were already impressive before that. So, Louisiana Tech starters this year, and they are now, what, 9-5 uh, and five on the year, I believe. So, we're literally talking 14 games into it. So, you got a 
pretty good sampling size of what Tech has done and can continue to do. If they continue these numbers, it'll be a record-setting year for Louisiana Tech. Well, yeah. All right, the starters this year for the Dogs pitching staff has gone 82 and two-thirds innings. Okay. In those 82 and two-thirds innings, they have 86 strikeouts. <laughs> And just 16 walks. That's ridiculous. In the 82 and two-thirds innings of this staff, the starting staff, they have given up a grand total of eight earned runs. Oh, my goodness. So, if you do the math, and thankfully Brock did the math for me, that is an ERA of .087. See, Ben asks, is the that ULM offense fake news or Leal a weekend starter? Problem is, man, their weekend starters are crushing it, too. So I think Leal is has the uh, is most certainly a, a weekend starter, quote unquote. But the problem is, I mean, every, the weekend starters are, are kicking butt too. By the way, I put the decimal point in the wrong place. It's point eight seven, not point zero eight seven. There is a difference there, but still, it's pretty darn good. I heard, uh, yeah, I heard zero point eight seven in my mind. <laughs> I would have definitely had a different take if it was point zero eight seven. Hey, and, and before you uh, give the dig there to the ULM. Uh, you know, lineup. I, I, they went into this game averaging eight to nine runs per contest. Well, that's what he's asking. Yeah. He's saying, is it because of the competition, or is Leal actually that good? Yeah, I think Leal's actually that good. Your LSU Tigers made the short trip up to uh, Cajun Land. Uh, thrilling atmosphere, a huge crowd on hand, and the game certainly lived up to the hype, Jake. Yeah, um, the game did live up to the height. It was about 5,400 people that showed up, so it was, it was a really good crowd. 5,499 to be exact. Okay, there you go. Um, and then, so you saw a pitcher's duel at first. Uh, A.J. Um, Lavis had a really good outing. He only went three innings. And then uh, Devin Fontenot came in and had another great outing. But it got to the seventh inning, and LSU was up, or eighth inning, and LSU was up one to nothing. And listen how odd this is. ULM had two two runners on third and, and second. ULL. ULL, sorry. ULL had runners on third and second. And a squeeze bunt scored two runs for the Cajuns to, for them to lay two to one. And they eventually took a three to one lead into the ninth inning. LSU with two outs get, get two guys on. Um, Fiducia walks and um, Bryce Jordan gets hit by a pitch, which is something he does well. To, he, he does. That's that's like, I don't know how he does it. He oh, always, he's a big body. He always gets hit by a pitch. Anyway, um, they both get on with two outs, and with an 0-2 count, Austin Bain pinch hits and drives one to the wall to score two runners and tie it. They go into extras. Austin Bain then goes out there in the ninth inning on the So mound. he's the hero. Yeah, and then he has to go and preserve the lead, which he does. He gets a 1-2-3 inning. And then in the 10th inning, he eventually gives up. Uh, he, they load, ULL, ULL roll, uh, loads the bases and uh, gets a walk-off hit against uh, Bain. But I'm sure the Cajuns celebrated with class. <laughs> well, see, the problem was I wasn't able to watch it. I had to cover it. I had to write about it. Uh, so I wasn't able to watch it because it's blacked out. So I had to listen to it. And man, blacked dude, out. How can you black out a college baseball? I get tired game? of that, man. It's it's because of Fox. It's some deal I don't yeah. fully understand. Anyway, Bain, when he stepped up, uh, well, he was in a major slump, too. I think he was like one for 22 when he came through. I don't think that's accurate. One for uh, Bain had loaded the bases when Wyndham. Oh, Wyndham. Okay. Uh, yeah, Wyndham. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Bain's had a pretty yes. good year. Um, no. Uh, yeah, but, but the LSU, it wasn't Chris Blair because Chris is, you know, in St. Louis for the SEC basketball tournament. But 
Uh, they're saying, and they're celebrating like they won the College World Series. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, the second week in a row, LSU uh, goes on the road in a midweek game and loses to a team in state. Yeah, but they got to go on the road and, and, uh, and bless those yes. people there. All right, those are a few of the headlines on this uh, Thursday morning. If you missed one or two, hit us up, 888-993-7762. What was your biggest takeaway from Wednesday night? It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Paint Kit. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? starting lineup. Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. And how do we do this? The Pels continue to win. And we didn't have it in the it's first you, 20 minutes of the show. It's you. you you're a Pels hater. Uh, they've now won 10 straight. But That's Anthony Davis. Yeah. Well, first of all, that's tied a franchise record, so hats off to the Pels. But secondly, Anthony Davis goes down for the second game in a row. This time looks like a left ankle sprain. The uh, x-rays were negative. But he did not return last night. So now he's, he's suffering with ribs and rib contusion and uh, an ankle sprain. So we'll see if he can get back into the lineup and be healthy as the Pels continue to win in the NBA. They got the Wizards up next. They have lost 11 of their last 12 to the Wizards. But they continue to fight the odds. That's He's right. saying they're not going to do it again. I think they start a three-game home start. I mean, Davis keeps getting banged up. It's got me more and more concerned. So it literally took us 22 minutes to get through the headlines, and I had four and a half minutes last night to do all that. There's <laughs> <laughs> so much going on, man. So all right. much. And what's going on today is it's Top Ten Thursday, and Jake has decided the topic is that we need help with from the listeners. You decided that it is our bucket list. So we will actually give our top five events that we've been to so we can erase those from the bucket list, and then we will deliver our top ten sporting events that we would love to scratch off the list before we kick the bucket. Oh, oh, nicely done there. Wow. This was a little bit more difficult than I thought it would be. Uh, you know what? You, you, are you talking about like trimming it down yeah. to 10? I didn't have as much trouble. And then placing them in an order. I, I really didn't have it. This was, I got this done in 10 minutes. I, I've had these on my mind for, for a long time. All that means is that you left some out. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Uh, we need your help, 888-993-7762. Give us your top three bucket list in the sporting world. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, will join us for his weekly visit. At 8.30, Kay McGuire will join us, Louisiana Tech SID, as he is over in Frisco. He'll kind of give us a recap of what we witnessed yesterday with the dogs. Also, the late textures are in action later today at 2 o'clock. Your calls, your texts, 888-993-7762. We're off and running on the morning drive. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. 
If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. My number two does not look like a number two. I don't know what to call it. Is there a number three? Table for four, please. Anything close to the restroom. Oh, a middle seat with these stomach problems? That's my fear of flying. Sound like you? If it does, you could be one of the many people with a digestive condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. Even if you don't know what EPI is, you might know the symptoms. Frequent diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain. If you have even just one of these symptoms, you could still have EPI because not everybody experiences EPI the same way, which is why it's so important to open up to your doctor about all your symptoms. And the good news is EPI is manageable, so don't keep a lid on it. Go to identifyepi.com, complete the symptom checker, and use it to have a conversation with your doctor. Don't keep a lid on it. Visit identifyepi.com. Brought to you by Abvi. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. All right, welcome back to the show. I've got a number of texts here at 888-993-7762. Some of them are not in good taste. <laughs> that's what we'd expect from some listeners. <laughs> and that's fine. That's kind of what drives the show every once in a while. Sure. Um, Michael from Monroe says, the Pels have more wins in a row than Def Leppard has arms. Never thought I'd see the day. Hashtag flock up. Uh, Quint rolled out of the wrong side of the bed once again, says a rivalry is not merely based on location of campus, but on ability levels of the teams involved. Hashtag talents in again. Crucial. Sherman says, I'm not a ULLL fan, but they now have beat three top 25 teams, that being Texas, Vanderbilt, and now LSU. Working on that resume. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, we had this conversation yesterday as Jake continues to look for a name for his uh, child, his new baby coming up in uh, end of May, start of June. By the way, uh, I didn't follow up and I needed to. How did uh, the suggestions that I had go over with your wife? Oh, I totally told her all the names uh -huh. that you gave me. Totally uh -huh. did. Um so yeah. which one did she like the best? That was definitely a conversation that we had. and she, Was it Milky that won her over? Milky Martin? Uh, I think Mystic was Mystic, the one. Mystic, yes. Yeah. I think or you could make it a little longer, Mystical. Mystical. That's that's sweet. That's pretty. What about uh, Moose? Moose Martin. Moose Martin. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll pass on Moose. The Max didn't work either? Max Martin? Max Martin. Uh, every time you hear Max, I'll just think of a grocery store, so I don't know if that'll really work. All right, so none of them really. Mart, Martin, the Martin, Brad Martin, Bradshaw kind of thing? Brad, Brad Bradshaw, Martin, no. Not, uh, not Brad Bradshaw, along the kind of same thing. Along Mart, the same lines Martin. as Mart, Mart, Martin, yeah. Uh, no, thanks for your suggestions, though. We really do appreciate it. Shut up, man. This politician over here. <laughs> anyway, uh, he says all that to read this text. I was just setting you up. Man, I was also curious if your wife liked any of I didn't tell her anything. What? Aaron, Come why, on. Why man. would I even why? waste her time? Maybe one of those, she's like, yeah, that's a great idea. 
Okay, well, that would be bad news for me because I didn't really like any of them, to be honest with you. Uh I don't care if I hurt your feelings. All right, Larry says, if Jake is still looking for a name for the new baby, here's one to consider. I do not know if anybody has mentioned it already. If it is a boy name, name him after Aaron. You know, Dietrich Martin. I'd rather not, Larry. I think I'd rather name him Moose. Uh, Quentin says, now appearing on the main stage. (laughs) Missed it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right, a couple other headlines that we missed. Uh, uh, Combine, of course, uh, Geis uh, doing what he does. Darius Geis, he is a freak of nature. But uh, what came out newsworthy of this is some of the questions that he was asked at the Combine. Yeah, so this is a quote. He had an interview with uh, Late Hits. Um, This is uh, according to USA Today Sports. He says, some people are really trying to get in your head and test your reaction. I go in one room. And a team will ask me, do I like men, just to see my reaction. I go in another room, and they'll try to bring up one of my family members or something and tell me, hey, I heard your mom sells herself. How do you feel about that? That is so wrong on so many levels. Didn't somebody get in trouble for this a couple of years ago for asking a question similar to that? I forgot who the athlete was, but they asked him if his mom was a Mm. prostitute. Mm. I mean, come on. What does that matter? Like, I get that you're trying to understand – these kids and and you're trying to see if they're push a good their person buttons. and you're also trying to see how they react to things. Well, I if guess, that doesn't push your button, I, I don't know what. Yeah, will. Well, yeah. Well, if that doesn't push your button too, I'd have questions about that. Well, yeah. does this kid have any fight in him? Hmm. That, that's just that's counterproductive to me. Other NFL news and notes. What do you make of uh, the Seahawks trading Michael Bennett to Philadelphia? <laughs> You mean to tell me I haven't listened to Clay Travis this morning, but yeah. I bet he had a field. Yeah, I'm sure that. he is. What are the What are the Eagles doing getting <laughs> Michael Bennett and his big shoulder pads? <laughs> well, good for them. I I really don't care. Uh, the news that caught my attention. There are several reports out there, of course, with uh, Peyton Manning and what he's going to do, and will he venture into the broadcasting booth with uh, Gruden? Of course, not getting back into the coaching business. A lot of uh, reports out there that. ESPN and Fox are willing to get into a bidding war for Peyton Manning, and the price tag could be as much as $10 million per year. So, refresh my memory. Isn't Gruden's contract, isn't he getting $10 million a year to coach? Yeah, and Gruden, by several different reports, was the highest paid employee at ESPN, pulling down $6.5 million per year. If I'm Gruden, I'm kind of like, are you kidding me? Yeah. He's going to get as much as I'm going to get. You're going to bring in this rookie? <laughs> for the head coaching yeah. job at, Oak, at uh, for the Raiders, soon to be the Las yeah. Vegas Raiders? Yeah. Man. If somebody calls you up, and I understand Peyton Manning has a lot of options out there, but $10 million for <sighs> yeah. that cush job? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Mm. I think he would kill it, too. I think he'd be better than Romo. Mm. Just saying. Uh, one other note from the NFL. I thought this was noteworthy. Anybody that watched uh, the year of the scabs, the uh, 30 for 30 on the Washington Redskins back in uh, 1987, one of the major storylines in that, the fact, you know, that team, they assembled it and they go 3-0 and and they were a part of, you know, building the record for the Redskins as they go on to win the Super Bowl that year. And one of the biggest parts of that season was when that scab team of the Redskins squared off against the Cowboys and the they had a couple guys come back. They had Tony Dorsett and I believe Randy White were two of those players. And the Redskins actually went on to win that game with, with the scabs. And then, of course, they were all cut the next day or two days later, and the regulars came back to work. 
But the fact that they did, had not received a championship ring. They were not a part of the celebration, even though during the regular season they helped Washington go 3-0. and News comes out yesterday. Now all these years later, the Redskins are willing to fork over some dollars and get those players Super Bowl rings. Good. About time. Good for them. About time now for the Saints probably to give uh, Jim Henderson yeah, a ring, too. I agree. I, I was shocked when you told me he didn't get a ring. Yeah. yeah. Give the man a ring. 888-993-7762. It is Top 10 Thursday. You ready to dive into this in the next segment, Jake? Sure. What's the subject for today? Oh, sorry. I wasn't listening to you. Yeah. Uh, so it's Top 10 uh, Thursday, and we will be discussing our bucket list. That is our top sporting events that we want to see before we kick the bucket. 888-993-7762. Let's hear from you. The Morning Drive is back after this. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010 and has made Iron Cactus into a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Nazir Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. Hey, this is Sean Fox, Sports Director here at 97.7, inviting you to join me and the rest of the sports company every day, Monday through Friday, from 3 to 6, for our unique, unfiltered take on the world of local and national sports. We're going to make you laugh. It might make you cry, and there's a pretty good chance at some point I'm going to make you mad. But we're going to have a lot of fun along the way. That's the Sports Company, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6, right here in your home for sports in North Louisiana, 97.7. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. All right, Jake, top 10 Thursday uh, sporting events that you certainly want to attend your bucket list before you kick the bucket. Before we get into some nominees and ones that did not make the cut, of course, we want to hear from you. 888-993-7762. We probably need to go to, what, maybe five sporting events that we have attended and certainly were memorable. Sure. Yeah, uh, just so, you know, if, if it's excluded from a bucket list, you understand why. Yeah. What you got? All right, so at number five, I've got uh, UFC 136. I knew there'd be UFC. Oh, uh, there's going to be a couple. Sorry. There's a couple of them. UFC 136, uh, it was in Houston. It was 
a trilogy fight between Frank Yeager and Gray Maynard. That was awesome. But the reason why it was so great was because uh, Chel Sonnen won his fight and cut one of the best promos ever in the sport when he got on the mic and he, he took it from Rogan and he said, Anderson Silva, you suck. And Anderson Silva was in the crowd and he just began to belittle him and he talked him into another fight. It was really cool. Um, that was... I had a debate whether I was going to put that one or Thunder versus Grizzlies because I got to see Kevin Durant for the first time, and that was cool. That was like when he was starting to emerge as a superstar. That was several years ago. But um, I went with that one just because of that promo. This is only a two-hour show. Sorry, it's sorry, take sorry. It's this long sorry. to go through your list. Don't you ever get confused, 136-202? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. 136 just stands out. Yeah, I used to be able to. I'm a nerd. I used to be able to tell you like you could name uh, an event I, or the number, and I could tell you who was the main event. Yeah, that is nerdy. That is nerdy. Uh, yeah. What else? Uh, am I going through my whole list right now? Yeah, I thought, thought we were going to go back and forth. Okay, okay all right, I, I didn't put mine in, in a list, and this is a cop out. But any state championship game, especially oh, in football, on. when there Specific. is West Monroe Evangel, back in the day, just the hype that you had for those matchups in the dome. And then you got the whole unknown thing when you throw in high school athletes on that stage. I understand that as a little bit of a cop-out, but I'm fine with that. It was like a state championship 192 for me in my career. Okay. All right. Uh, my number four, and we decided this counts, was WrestleMania 30. That was really cool. Uh, just, just a really cool experience in the Superdome in New Orleans. Uh, two years ago, I had an opportunity to go watch uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Uh, tickets were provided by Stephen Jones. We were literally, uh, it was it was unreal just to have those kind of seats on the 50-yard line oh, and to kind of have that access to that food, that kind of uh, alcohol, and, of course, knowing that you didn't pay a dime for it and just to be in the middle of that was an incredible experience. You know what? I might have left one off because I've been to Jerry World, too, and that was awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. My number three was actually LSU versus Arkansas in 2011. Uh, that game ended up being a blowout, but the reason why it's on there is when is because that's when I realized Tyron Matthew was the best player I ever saw live. And I've seen Tebow, Johnny Manziel, several others, but that was the, the next – that was his third to last game at LSU, and that was the game where he had the big punt return, 92 yards, and then, of course, had several strips. Uh, of running backs, and he, he was just amazing. That, that's why that stands out. This will pique uh, Jake's interest just because it's LSU, of course, uh, getting an opportunity to be at two national championship games and to watch the Tigers, especially down in New Orleans. Uh, that was electric, to say the least, the build up, and, of course, to see how those games played out. Yeah. My number two was UFC 202, McGregor versus DS2. You knew that would be on the list. I talked about that already a bunch, uh, so I won't talk about it again. Number two, of course, uh, the start of the Patriots run. I was there to watch uh, the Rams and the Patriots down in New Orleans. That was certainly memorable. I know what your number one is. My number one is LSU versus Florida 07. That was one of the greatest games ever played at Tiger Stadium. One of the great, the, the greatest atmosphere I've ever felt for a live sporting event. All right. Of course, uh, number one, Saints winning the Super Bowl yeah. down there in Miami. All right. Uh, things on that did not crack the bucket list, sporting events that we want to attend but uh, we're, didn't, we're not worthy of being in the top ten. Give it to me. All right. Uh, I think it would be pretty cool to go to a World Cup game. especially when Would not, it? Yeah. Do you like soccer? No. Okay. 
But you, what, that what? that atmosphere, pageantry, the crowds, I think it'd be pretty darn cool. It'd make the top ten. I'm just saying, I think it would be awesome. How much w- are you willing to spend to make that happen? Oh, we didn't talk about spending. No, money. I'm I'm serious. <laughs> How like if you if you had you go have to, to Brazil? Spend... <laughs> okay, but I'm saying like if you had to spend money, would would this still be? Would you be contemplating going? What two hundred bucks for a ticket? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I would almost throw in there too. Didn't make the list. A Tour de France event. Oh, give me a break! You want to go see people ride bikes? I think it would be cool. I can see this is going to go over well. This is I, I, one of those events in this kind of realm, kind of like Fourth of July, the hot dog eating competition. I wouldn't mind being there, <laughs> seeing that one time. You'll go anywhere. You, you wouldn't want to just check that out one time. Aaron, these things cost money for travel, <laughs> yeah. for for tickets. But I, I think we're going with the assumption for this list that money doesn't matter. No, this. When I was making this list, I was like, what am I willing to spend to go see these things, right? Uh, so, so Wimbledon's off the list, too. Oh Yes, and I was going to say this. Uh, Wimbledon better be on your list if you're putting those as honorable mentions. Yeah. Because Wimbledon, I would much rather go see Wimbledon than, than the things you've mentioned. Daytona 500? You know, I, I, I don't think that would be super exciting. But I have heard, I've never been to a race, I have heard that they are really cool to see. So I'd be willing to check that out. Mm. I wouldn't spend a whole lot of money, but I'd be willing to go check that out. Also, uh, not making uh, the top ten on my list, and I'm sure these are maybe two or three that are going to be on your list, uh, WrestleMania. I think it would be cool, but I don't think it's uh, top ten worthy for me. It's in New Orleans this year. Go check it out. Yeah. Uh, Army-Navy game. Ooh, I did forget one. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't take long for Jake. Yeah, that's definitely that's honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, that's top of my honorable mentions. Uh, Yankees, Red Sox. Game that's not on your top ten in Fenway. Oh my goodness, that's a big punt from me, sir. Uh, College World Series did not make the top ten either, dude. So now we're talking three or four that have made Jake Martin's top ten list that I yes. don't have on it. That's awful. Um, how did you exclude those? If you have horse racing on there and you don't have. <laughs> Don't have those. Come on. Uh, Little League World Series, not making the list. You don't think that'd no be a comment. cool? That wouldn't be a cool event to no go to. Com- no. Maybe if you had a kid. Maybe <laughs> your kid was playing it. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Who? Did, what didn't make your list? Uh, Army Navy. That's really upsetting. That uh, I did forget about that one, but that's okay. Um, the Masters. Ooh. I left the Masters off. Listen. I'm not a big golf fan. I'm not. I don't find it super exciting. I do, like, if it's a Sunday and it's a lazy day, I do enjoy putting golf on because it just relaxes me. But the probably, <laughs> people could get mad at me, probably the reason why I'd like to go to the Masters the most is just because I hear the concessions are super cheap. You can get <laughs> you can get really good food for, like, a dollar, a dollar fifty. That sounds exciting to me. Uh, but, of course, you get to see world-class golf, and that's that's fine. But... It just, it's, I appreciate the sport. I get it. It's a tough sport. It's one of the toughest sports out there. That'd be quite an intro for uh, Jim Nance going into the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> these these the birds uh, chirping in the background. Come here for cheap food. That's right. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. But, but listen, I, I've had some buddies go, and, and you know, they're, they're big golf fans, much bigger than I am, obviously. 
uh, <laughs> and they say it's a, it's really cool to go see. I just don't think I would spend the money required to, to go. All right. With that introduction, after the break, we'll get into the top ten uh, things on our bucket list. We want to hear from you, Richie says, Tour de France and a PGA event would literally be the equivalent of watching paint dry. <laughs> Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. We're back after this on Top Ten Thursday. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR. Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe. Your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe. Or call us at 812-BANK. BOR, we are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. You have got to check out our four-bedroom, three-bath, finished sheetrock double-wide. Same quality you see in a site-built home, but can be bought for only $38 a square foot. Wow, $38 a square foot for a new home? See it today at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. All right, Jake, set this up for us. Listeners, just join us. All right. We are giving our top ten sporting events that we would love to attend. These are our bucket list sporting events that we have not been able to go to. These are the top ten sporting events for us in our lifetime. Before we kick the bucket, we want to see these things. Mm. I doubt we will see half of these. I like my list. I, I think it's solid. And I thought you were going to say I think it sucks. But, I, you know, I, I think when you're trying to then put them in order, it gets a little difficult. And I think I could probably move some of them around. Sure. I think it just depends on the mood, too. Because yeah. uh, my, my, the order of my list might be different, you know, a couple months from now. All right. Let's start with uh, number 10. I actually have a uh, tie here, and one of them is going to really get you riled up. Get under your skin. I'm ready. Get, get All right, me. number 10, uh, I'd like, love to go to a night game at Lambeau Field. Sports, certainly with the tailgating experience before the game and have all day for it. Yeah, um, that's an honorable mention. I failed to mention. Lambeau Field is something I would like to see. Did not cut my top 10. All right, tied for 10th for me. And I don't know if I'd want to be a participant or not. I think it would have to depend on how many uh, all beverages I've had. But I would like to be a part or at least uh, witness the running of the Bulls. What? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you got me a little upset. Yeah, I knew it would. <laughs> See? That made the list, yeah. but Yankees Red Sox didn't? Yeah. Aaron, Go explain drink some yourself. great wine and then to witness something like that and the <laughs> adrenaline rush that you would have being a part of that or seeing something You're like that. You're just bloodthirsty, man. <laughs> yeah, the UFC guy over here calling me bloodthirsty. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's the way to get it started, right? Yeah, that is. That's that's a good choice there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my number ten is March Madness. Something related to March Madness. It doesn't have to be a Final Four. It doesn't have to be a championship game. I think it'd be cool if you got you know tickets where you could go to a regional and just kind of sit there and, and, and watch several ba- basketball games all day. I think that would be really fun. If but, you're especially part of one of those afternoons or one of those days at one of those sites where you just have four incredible games. Yes, yes. I know you can. Like Sweet 16, something with the Sweet 16. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, so that's that's made, that made my list um, at, at number 10. At number 8, you can go ahead and go first. Oh, wait. you so, Okay. All right. At least you didn't. Actually, Listen, Matt weighs in. Aaron, I agree with you for once with the running of the Bulls. <laughs> I never even Greg says, great that. call, Aaron. All right, call well, go to it and let us know how it is. Two votes for me, running of the Bulls. Yeah. Number nine for me is seeing an event at Madison Square Garden, and I don't want it to be a Knicks game at this point. Uh, I think like going to see like a UFC fight at Madison Square Garden would be cool, and he shakes his head. And Spike Lee has to be sitting next to you? No. But uh, I just think actually witnessing that historic venue would be really awesome. I got uh, nine. I think a game seven in a uh, NBA Finals. Oh, that's higher on my list, bro. Be right there. Higher on my list. Yeah. Number nine. All right. At number eight, what you got? This is my oddball one. A Clemson primetime game. The reason why is because I think I was thinking about what's what's a great college football atmosphere that I haven't experienced. That jumps out at me. Camp Randall, Wisconsin. Yeah, but I, I, Clemson jumped out at me. I was like, you know what? I think their entrance is cool. My buddies don't. My buddies always say it's lame, but how, how they circle around yeah. in the bus and then they get out and they go down the hill. I think that's cool, it, it, and I love how ESPN broadcasts that. I think it'd be awesome to feel that atmosphere for a big time matchup on prime time. Mm. I, I would be down to go see that. LSU at Clemson, that'd be good. That'd be awesome. And, you know, like prime time and, and just to, to see their entrance. I really think their entrance is cool. Some think it's lame. I think it's cool. That was your number eight? That was my number eight. A uh, Rose Bowl. A Rose Bowl oh, game. Oh, big punt. Yeah, the pageantry. That's what, number eight for yeah, you? You got it higher, I take it. Good grief, Aaron. What? what do you, I'm anxious to see your top three. Yeah, uh, well, that's a punt. I'm not even going to comment on it right now. My number seven should have made your list: Yankees versus Red Sox at Fenway. Mm. You talk about wanting to witness some great baseball, a historic rivalry, one of the greatest rivalries in sports, and one of the most famous sporting venues. I mean, that's to me, that is something that I really would like to experience before I kick the bucket. It's definitely worthy of the top ten. Mm. Good text here. Is Tabor playing the song because y'all are being childish? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, I got it. Hey, hold on. Is this true? Tech is going to Clemson in 2021. If that is accurate, we might need to uh, start booking some travel plans. I'm, I'd be down for that. 
Another one, parachuting used to be on my bucket list until I went parasailing in Cozumel. Scratch parachuting. <laughs> <laughs> that is a brave person to text in that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, where are we at? Number seven? And you'll have this one a lot higher than I do. Uh, being a part or witnessing uh, Duke, North Carolina, in Cam- Cameron Indoor Arena. I can't wait to see your top five. Yeah, punt again. Uh, Sarge says Aaron better not have the puppy bull in his top five. <laughs> he probably does at this point, Sarge. He probably does. Um, my number six is game seven of the NBA Finals. I know that ticket is expensive, but just imagine, you know, Warriors, Cavs, game seven. Book me. I would love to see that. Uh, at number six, and I've had a few buddies do this, and there will certainly be an opportunity next weekend. Opening weekend of the NCAA tournament and be at a sports book in Vegas and have a seat and just could be there with a, you know, a couple grand and just having fun, watching hoops, the sports book in Vegas. Watching hoops? Yeah, March Madness. Oh, okay. Dude, that sounds like a blast. I I am I love sports books, man. So you like that at number six? Well, I don't know if that really classifies for this list, but I can't hate on it too much because some of the best times I've had in sports have been at sports books. Yeah. It is so fun yes. because every game feels like the Super Bowl because everybody's got money on and it. And to be there the opening weekend of March Madness. That would be insane. You could bet all day. Yeah. I hope my wife isn't listening because yeah. I, I want to do that. Uh, David from Arkansas, great one here on the eight. Text line 888-993-7760. His top ten list is to hear Jake actually come up with a good list. Hilarious. So that was your number six? Yeah. All right. My number five is the Super Bowl. You've gotten the scratch set off your book list. I haven't. I think it would be cool to witness the Super Bowl, the halftime show, everything that comes with it. Um, So that's that's a no-brainer. Top five. At number five for my uh, top ten bucket list, a major prize fight in Vegas. They say it's something else to be in Vegas. I'm back-to-back with Vegas here. Vegas is great, man. Uh, Vegas is my favorite place. During, you know, just the spectacle, the buildup. And they say there's just, you know, Vegas always has a buzz. But for a prize fight. But, you know, I'm more of a, well, I was more of a boxing guy. Right. And UFC, I mean, you would have to be back in the day of a Hagler, Leonard, Hearns. Leonard, I tell you though, Aaron, Tyson fight. A Tyson fight would have been incredible. That would have been incredible. Yeah, I think I could convert you into an MMA fan if you if you came for for a big fight. Just like for the McGregor Diaz fight, all weekend you had Irish people flooding the casinos, giving you the olays. They were singing olay throughout the casinos, and it was just you just felt that buzz. Then when the fight actually happened, goosebumps, man. I understood what they meant by big fight feel. Only concern is you would think the testosterone would be flowing so much that there would be so many meatheads there, and uh, there would be a fear of getting into a uh, scuffle. Sometimes. A it ha- I mean, it happens, but, uh, I mean, just know how to handle yourself like an adult. How about that? Uh, number four for me, I cheated. I cheated. I put two games on here that I want to see. Ohio State versus Michigan. I would love to love to see that just because I'm – you know, growing up, that's always been one of the biggest rivalries in sports. Also, the Iron Bowl. I've never been to an Iron Bowl. Uh, two, two tickets that are hard to get, I think, and and I would just like to experience both before I kick the bucket. Mm. I, and I couldn't decide which one I'd rather go see. I mean, I guess Iron Bowl just because, you know, proximity. 
but at the end of the day, I, I think Michigan and Ohio State, I, I'd like to I like to compare it. I'd like to go to both and be able to compare the rivalries. Uh, Todd weighs in on the Stuart Shelby State from Hotline slash text line. He says, Butler at Hinkle Fieldhouse. At number four, I've got the Summer Olympics in track and field. I just fell asleep. How patriotic can you be to be able to watch? I'd love to watch the 100. How cool would it be to be a part of that atmosphere? Do Summer you. Olympics. Hey, do you. Be, go be patriotic. <laughs> I, are you, I feel like a lot of yours on your list requires alcohol. Like, you, you need alcohol. To no, no. Summer Olympics? Cheering on Americans? What does that got to do with alcohol? I just feel like you would need alcohol to enjoy it. <laughs> I know you, Aaron. All right, so there you go. We got all the way to the top three. Uh, we'll kind of tease that for the 8 o'clock hour. Yeah, people are can't wait to hear our top <laughs> top three after that performance. That was that might have been our worst list. I like my list. I know it's subjective. You know, people are going to have different things on their list, but uh, I have a lot of questions about your list. Anyway. Tabor, who do you side with more? Well, obviously, you're going to say uh, Jake over here at it's, the UFC. Know, it's it's kind of mixed you know, because I, I'm with Jake on WrestleMania. Man, uh, I think it'd be fun. But in, in the Army Navy game, but it, you know, he pokes fun at you about the horse racing. Yeah, I, 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 I'd love to go to to the Kentucky Derby, man. Yeah. All right, now hold on. So, hold so on. I, I get that as well. Do you have to bet on the horses to enjoy it? <laughs> or is that? I mean, is that the whole point to go and bet <laughs> on the a, horses? There's a bear number two in the woods, Jake. <laughs> of course, even if it's just five, ten bucks a race, yeah, you gotta have something right on. That—that's the thrill of saying, holding that winning ticket. You know, as as much as I do like betting on sports, I probably would enjoy that more than I'm letting on. But just to experience a horse race, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I don't I'll know, agree. Jake, the, the there's Vegas, so much more to it, man. The, the Vegas thing too—a big fight on opening weekend of college football. So you can play oh, yeah. the books and then wa- and then watch the fight. Hey, I was in Vegas for the Super Bowl. That was fun. I bet on all kind of uh, prop bets. I was. I was. Uh, Anthony weighs in says, "I know Mr. UFC isn't talking about events that you have to be hammered to watch." <laughs> <laughs> That's no you, UFC. So exciting, you don't have to drink to watch that. <laughs> all right, seven o'clock hour in the books. Keep the text coming. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. The voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, will join us after the break. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.